0: Habits are hard. Do you want
1: more pillows? I can get you more pillows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just cover me with them. Here we go. I'm good. Thanks. Um, well, how, how have you been? I haven't seen you in, let me see, T minus uh 20, 20 hours yeah
1: <laughs> i've been great you know Good. it's a saturday thankful oh,
0: god saw bless saturday
1: a, yeah saw some mediocre movies today you or did movie. yeah
0: you did i haven't been to a movie in months
1: yeah i feel like it just i i hear i mean you've said this before and other friends are like you guys go to the movies all the time which we do you do but mostly just a kid's movies because it's an activity to do right and to do but they also like them a lot and so it's like I, I'm i not that winter in California is like so frigid that you can't go outside but I feel like they're like let's go do something like I don't know they always want to yeah. do something what's
0: well, like a crowd that. saver it's a like uh, a crowd saver wow it, <laughs> <laughs> it's a crowd pleaser it's like yeah. a fail safe exactly yeah my mind just put crowd and pleaser fails. and fail safe together. Yeah, yeah. There's a word for when you do that. I don't know what it is, but um, I just think it's adorable that we have accidentally already started talking about the topic for the day.
1: Just that <laughs> literally just went into my mind. And I was yes. like, oh, look at me just putting that, sliding that right in there just, like I intended it.
0: <laughs> it was seamless and beautiful. <laughs> and we're already on episode five. Wow. Which makes me happy because... I love odd numbers.
1: Oh, I don't know if I knew this about you. I,
0: oh, it's part of my OC, my OCD. I love odd numbers very much, and something about the five it means that we have like a middle point, and um, we're already here. I love it. Five feels legit. It
1: feels like yeah, it does. It feels like we are established. Maybe that seems too, pres- too presumptuous. Oh, oh sure, p- or presumptuous. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's a thing that you got to do. You got to ask everybody who's listening to rate and also if you have it in you to review leave a review just because um it lets other people know whether or not we're worth listening to um and if it's something that you get anything out of we would really appreciate that
1: yeah that would be great
0: yeah and we're also obviously we're on instagram um we're on facebook now Mm -hmm. and um make sure that you're hanging out with us there because that's how you're going to know when we have a new episode go every go up every week. And uh, we tend to post midweek. Yeah. I could call that a Wednesday.
1: <laughs> I feel like Wednesday is what we're going with. <laughs> it's
0: pretty specific. It's like Wednesdays. it's your
1: Wednesday service that we used to attend and now you listen to our podcast.
0: That's how I've always felt about it too. And yeah. it's very interesting that you said that and we haven't articulated that until now, but I completely agree. It's very, the way we grew up, you had Sunday morning church, Sunday night church and Wednesday night church. Let us be your Wednesday night church.
1: Preach, amen.
0: <laughs> Going to hell. um So all that said, t- tonight, today, whatever time of life you're in, uh it could be it could be mid afternoon. Good. I hope it's happy hour.
1: Oh, I think that's the perfect time for to us. Listen.
0: Yes, it's always happy hour. Whether it's
1: out with friends or maybe not listening to podcasts while you're out with friends, but on your way <laughs> to being out with friends or happy hour at the house. I mean,
0: you know what I just had a thought about. I wonder, you know how we have like book clubs. I wonder if people have podcast clubs.
1: Maybe. Where they yeah, like get like a-
0: together and talk about what they listen to.
1: That's probably... I'm sure that that must exist.
0: We have to start the first podcast club because if it already exists, no one knows. Yeah. <laughs> You're not doing a great job <laughs> marketing yeah. yourselves. Um. So anyway, so this week we are talking about the movies that made us. What the hell are the movies that made us? Yes. That made you? Oh, man. And it, it's, a, it's an elaborate question, but we're going to whittle it down as much as we can. Yes. Um. You know, we were born in the 80s but were 90s kids yeah and man did the 90s have great movies they
1: did why why do we not have movies like the 90s anymore they
0: don't make movies like they did in the 90s they anymore don't. and they didn't really before either like you can watch 70s movies 80s movies and I know everybody has their own opinion but like the 90s were special
1: yeah oh it's crazy the yeah. amount of movies that came out that are just and I know it's nostalgic to us but I feel like I don't know. There was something very special, I agree, about the 90s.
0: There was. We um, have some great friends who like to have a an outdoor kind of like movie night with people. And the crowd favorite movies that everybody watches to get together are those 90s movies. Mm-hmm. Because they're... There's something about them where I think a lot of them were like family friendly, but they were also they kept the kids interested and didn't yeah. lose the parents either. And I feel I mean, I'm already jumping the gun on this, but I feel like that's something that is struggled with now is that the movies mm-hmm. are for kids or they are for adults. Yeah, and there's not a ton of in between.
1: Yeah, I do feel like I mean, if we're kind of jumping in there, I feel like I agree and disagree because as a parent watching the movies with the kids now, I feel like what's happened more is we have less and less of say like the home alones and the right. hooks and the, the like the uh what is it called like real life like there's real people versus cartoon i don't know right. if there's a better word than just describing it that way but what i think is happening in the cartoons is i think some of the message that's getting across is a little bit heavier sometimes and maybe some of I don't know. I guess I'd have to look at some of the early Disney ones. But like say Inside Out. Like I love uh, that movie.
0: That's my favorite movie from the past decade I probably.
1: Love it. Mine too. One yeah. of my favorites. And I think movies like that. Especially a lot of Pixar movies. It's. I think it does bridge that gap. But it is still a cartoon. So it doesn't. I don't often think of it when I'm comparing it to like the nineties movies, like yeah. all those other ones. I it think that's exactly like what I yeah. mean is like yeah. the
0: animation is killing the game and there's not that like real life looking movie totally. I that agree. they don't do. Oh man, even getting into this conversation, I'm getting so excited about all the movies that are about to come <laughs> up. I really am. Um, but uh, do you, do you remember the first movie you ever saw in a theater?
1: Um, I, so I, I, I have a very specific memory of, the Lion King but I will say mom and dad if either of you listen to this I can't say if it was my first movie like right. the part of me thinks it was but I, that was 94 so it would have been like uh, eight and it could have been like I don't. I don't recall seeing a okay. movie before that one, but I, I can yeah. like I can see the theater, I can see going into the theater, like like it's a very significant memory for me.
0: Um, I, I I think my experience is the same, where I don't know if it was my first, but I have I have a couple where I'm like oh it's one of my earliest yeah. memories of it. What I just yours? don't know. Um, well, one of them was Pocahontas, but I think that was oh. a little bit later. And Tom and Jerry the movie, which I'm just looking up right now, the release date of Tom and Jerry the movie was 1992. Okay. So I would have been five years old, and I remember my dad checking my brother and I out of school, oh, um, cool. to go see the movie at this really cool old kind of theater where it was like a two dollar movie ticket matinee. Mm-hmm. And he checked us out of school to do that. It was one of it's like one of my favorite days of that's life. That's
1: amazing. I need so to do fun. that. I've not done something like that before. Yeah. I need to do. That. And
0: we didn't know it was coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, my dad just showed up, and we're going to the movies, and so cool and it was just me and my brother you know I'm one of four so so it felt it felt special to us like oh just us yeah you know when there's so many it was really cool um but I didn't realize that was 1992 and then I remember seeing Toy Story the first one in theaters
1: yes what's I think what's so crazy about Toy Story is you know I have I do have such a memory watching that one as well and Uh then this last what was it was it 99 this last year 99 (laughs) 2019 close whenever Toy Story 4 came out it was so surreal like I'm I will say when we're going into this topic I'm not a super nostalgic person from I don't know I think someone could have come out of my life experience then they're either super nostalgic because of my experience or they're like not nostalgic at all and that's basically me um but there was something about walking into the movie we took our kids to go see Toy Story 4 and I was like, I I had many moments of being uh-huh. very teary eyed of going like I was almost the exact same age as Nadia, walking into this movie that was like the I'm almost like tearing Brittany up. Brittany is crying, I'm guys. Like I'm taking
0: up. a picture of you. you <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. No, I'm but like, like I'm tearing up like. <laughs> oh, it's so darling. Uh.
1: But it was just I don't know, and I'm never like I never have those. I haven't had a lot of those moments, but it was just like you are experiencing this thing that was very significant to me. And like that movie was, Toy Story 4 was
0: amazing. Um, I haven't seen it yet. No (sighs) spoilers.
1: I won't give anything away. Toy Story 3
0: was amazing. It was.
1: And I was like, why are they doing a Toy Story 4? That's how I felt. Because Toy Story 3 was, I, it was incredible. It was. Okay. Toy Story 4 was great. It was really great. You should definitely watch it.
0: Okay, I will. Toy Story 3, man, I cried like a baby. Totally. Ugh. Yeah, so Curtis and I saw
1: that to get, like we didn't even I don't even know when if we had kids. I don't know when that came out. But we had definitely had kids, but we went and saw it instead of taking our probably very little children.
0: Um, right. You had to. Because those movies at that point when we were so much older having grown up with those movies, they were for us. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like for the kids, but they're No, it's It's that was for us. We yeah. see you. Is it at Pixar? Yeah, Pixar. <laughs> we see, we yeah. see you Pixar. Yeah. Um okay, so the first movie that you remember seeing in a theater is obviously really nostalgic. I think I saw Lion King in the theater, too. And what a great movie that is. Why yeah. are they redoing these things? I don't know. It's a know. whole other conversation.
1: Don't, don't redo the Lion King.
0: Stop. Stop. <laughs> they it's, did.
1: And I, I didn't like it. Don't yes. at me, as Tiffany said. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. And then I had to think about it. And I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. Don't at me.
0: But it's a tough question, Brittany. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> Do you have a favorite movie of all time?
1: Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. I kind of hate this question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fine and fair. Fine and fair.
1: Um, but only because like I'm. I think the main reason why I don't like this question, and I will answer it, but um, is because like I feel like this is a terrible uh comparison. But it's like your skin and your hair—they change every like seven years, like. <laughs> i think for different moments in time in my past and like over my life i've had significant movies but like to say my my favorite of all time i'm like i that's a really hard question yeah um so i i guess i would say like i'd say of all time i would be between forrest gump really forrest gump is one of my favorites which i know is one of yours so but that's probably like in my i can't rank them though i'm not saying it's number one i feel um, so gleeful
0: that you said yes, that said that <laughs>
1: I know this might be weird, but like I love the Dark Knight. Like it, I have a very significant memory with that one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then, um, now and then is a very significant one, but it's oh, not yes. one that like it's it's like not as epic for say like dudes. But um, and then like Mary Poppins for some reason that move not I mean the new one I loved. I was afraid it was gonna not be great, and they it did was a good incredible. job. Um, but that was one that we played over and over and over again growing up, and it was one that I just I enjoyed every time I watched it so i yeah that I didn't even mention a Disney movie. I feel like maybe we can make that a separate question Mary poppins that's a very difficult thing to huh Mary poppins oh Disney. that is yeah, I guess I mean more like
0: the animated, yes, yeah, yeah, like Princess era movies, yes. Okay. Fair. So, what is your? What are your? Well, my absolute favorite movie of all time, which I, I do think it's a difficult question, but I know I can answer it unequivocally was is farm. I can't speak farm. It's farmhouse. <laughs> um, is Forrest Gump. Yes. No question. It is a damn near perfect film. Yeah. Um, it has everything. It has so much heart. It has you know so much humor. It has history. It has love it has loss it has grief um the acting is impeccable I could go on and on and on it's so quotable which is just a wonderful thing um everybody loves a good quotable movie Mm. like you don't even have to be a good movie to be quotable but if you're quotable everybody thinks you're a good movie yeah it's an interesting thing um it's a perfect it's a perfect movie yeah uh I have watched it endlessly and I could watch it forever and I in many ways I've had moments in my life where I try to live like Forrest Gump yeah I kid you not it makes sense he said yes to everything Mm -hmm. which is something that I love like I didn't realize until I was going through like a tough time in my life but I was like rewatching the movie again for the 70,000th time and I was watching what he was doing and just whatever came along he was like sure I'll give it a try you don't have to know anything and it was the moment when they were like ushering him onto the stage to give a speech Mm uh during the war like at the I think it was the Washington Monument or maybe it was Lincoln I think it was the Washington Monument Mm -hmm. um and he's up there and they just hand him the microphone and he just goes for it like that's
1: it takes balls. It does. Yeah. And it, what
0: it takes is just a fearlessness. 100%. So yeah. cool. Just say yes to whatever comes along. Perfect movie. So that's definitely my favorite movie. I'm quite the enthusiast. Um, but then there's movies that also are really meaningful to me. So like Now and Then is one of them. Yeah. I learned so much from that movie.
1: I mean, it was like, it's all <laughs> of like puberty, like pre-puberty yeah. to post to just, it's just a beautiful like adolescent it is com- coming into womanhood
0: yeah. a come it's a great coming of age story oh, yes. and from four different perspectives with four different girls who are going through the same time period but with completely different circumstances and Devin Sawa was in that one too right oh yes Devin yes saw yes, yes. uh um the hot now and then he is yeah okay oh yes yes yes. i was just double checking yeah yeah Devin saw wow man yeah. he was he was in um, Now and Then. He's like the cute kid in everything in the yeah. 90s. He was also in, um, obviously, Casper, but then he was also in Little Giants.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think I didn't put some of that together till later, but I think yeah. that happens a lot when you re-watch movies where you're like, oh, that was that person or that right. person and right. had no idea that it age. was. the
0: same time where like him and it was like Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Devin Sama were JTT. like hot guys on the block. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. But now and then, what a great movie. And one of the biggest things we bonded over, which I don't know if it um, technically counts, but we're going to say it counts. Yeah. Because it, it was I a wanted, limited miniseries. Yeah,
1: yes. I know where you're going with this. Three,
0: two, one. Anne, Anne of, of Green, Green Gables.
1: Oh, uh! I mean, I should have put th- that actually may be like my top, but it's like most. It's, uh, yeah.
0: That you watched forever and over and over, over right? over
1: and over and over. Yeah. Quote like. Yeah. The
0: whole movie. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's not a movie. It's like a long series. Long series.
1: Like we had, it was like, I think at the time it was what? Two sets of, it was like a set, two VHS tapes in each little set. At least that's how ours was. It was like two in the one little sleeve and two in the other. And it was like this long thing before the third one came out much later. Oh,
0: that's right. It did come out a lot later. It
1: did. Yeah. So then I saw those, but like for forever, it was... Yeah,
0: you had the just, original, and they redid this recently, which I haven't watched it yet. Have you seen the remake?
1: Like how? Oh, that yes, just, I have. You did I have. Was it good? I was. Um, I enjoyed it. I was. I waited a little while to watch it because I was afraid I was going to be very disappointed. And I will say, I was pleasantly surprised. Like it's okay. hard to let go of. I mean, you know, I wish I knew her name. Do you I know think her it's name? Megan something. Yeah, her. Like, there's just no one that's going to play those roles the way I remember them, but I actually thought they did a really good job. So I I would recommend, would recommend it. If you've never, if you don't know what we're talking about.
0: You're missing I, out. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're missing out. And you should watch the originals. But like the Netflix, I think it was Netflix, did um, a, the series on it and it was really good. But yeah. that, that's probably what I should have. I didn't even say that in my top because it's like, it's weird. Yeah, because it is like a mini series.
0: Mm-hmm. Um it was Megan Follows. Megan just Follows, kinda, Oh, yeah. She's amazing. Oh, it's
1: just... And it was like one of the only, one of the first times I had seen a movie or series where... I, I don't know. Where I saw such a strong woman. She like, is. Just yes. like so like, you know, stubborn and like going after what she wants and take no shit from anybody and just like...
0: Yeah. I don't know.
1: I just loved it.
0: No, I completely agree. I like really admired her as a character. Yeah. And then the acting and all that was great too. Like yeah. I, got, I couldn't even... In a certain way, I couldn't see these people as actors at all. They were so perfect for all of their roles. Mm -hmm. Gilbert.
1: Gilbert. Gil.
0: Oh my gosh! Like oh. what a love. Yes. It was beautiful, and then of course you know Anne and her best friend. They're yes, bosom, Diana. Yes, bosom, bosom buddies, friends. bosom friends. Yes. Um, it was just so beautiful, and it was such a poet. She's such a poetic character, mm-hmm. and it's clearly romanticized. But I think you're right that when you're a small kid and you're watching this girl like stand up for herself, mm-hmm. and she's in an environment that was extremely strict. Yes. You know the people who adopted her were extremely well. I guess the dad, mom was extremely strict um can't relate but she <laughs> she I aspired to be like her and I never had the guts yeah as a kid
1: yeah totally it, yeah yeah it was it was just such a beautiful movie oh,
0: it's so beautiful so well done um we actually had it we had it on VHS too but we had it recorded from the tv special that's what I've, I was gonna <laughs> ask you this question like as we're going through this
1: Yes, I know a lot of my friends over the years had that, where it was like, oh, we recorded from the TV.
0: So we had to fast forward all that, like, the, you know okay. when they're coming, when the yeah. break is coming, and yeah. you, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's So funny, funny. Yeah. yeah. I will say one of my, like, I I could see it now. I could see walking into Walmart, back then, you didn't have streaming services or anything was digital, right. you go buy, like, a V8 or a DVD at that point. And I was just looking for something, like some cheap DVD or something to buy to watch. And I walked by, not looking for this. And I saw, like, I didn't even know that there was a th- part three of the Anna Green Gable story. Didn't know it existed. Wow. I always just wondered what happened with Gilbert. That's the one when Anne. you went to
0: war, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: And I had no idea. And so I remember walking into Walmart and I saw this and I was just like, I didn't have anybody to tell. Because I was just like... <laughs> This is the, be- I just, it was like discovering that they made like an addition to your favorite movie ever right. that where you, you asked yourself kind of like how, I feel like it's how TV, like we watch a lot of TV now versus movies because it's like the characters just keep going where you just were dying to know what happened and I didn't know it existed and so I bought it and I was like telling everybody and <laughs> most people probably didn't care at all but it was just. Like
0: tapping people on the shoulder in Walmart. Have maybe, you seen? Like, <laughs> Did you
1: know they made another? They extended the story. I was oh my gosh! Oh I was that's so, excited. so funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's perfection, and they expounded upon perfection, yes. and somehow nailed it. Um, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned like how we consumed things. Though I was reading the story today about Blockbuster, mm-hmm. which obviously we all well some of us know, but uh, if we're old enough, that Blockbuster was everything when we were growing yeah. up. You would go to the the Blockbuster or whatever. We actually had like Hollywood Video too. We had both. Mm-hmm. And you would go and you pick out your movie and you get your candy. If you're lucky, you get candy mm-hmm. and you get the popcorn and whatever. And you have to have it back in two days. Rewound. It was a whole rigmarole. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw this interesting article today saying that. And I don't know if I remember this, but Blockbuster had the chance to buy out Netflix.
1: I have heard this. Did you this. see this? I haven't seen. The, oh, I've so actually sad. just heard rumor about this. but that Well, they it's were gonna- sad
0: because what it was, they're a, they're a you know, multi-billion dollar company, a three billion dollar company at the time that did not have a growth mindset, did not pivot. They should have bought um, Netflix. And back when Netflix was a mail order situation Mm -hmm. where you would literally get a DVD in the mail, um, Blockbuster had that too. They were called Blockbuster Online and they would mail you a DVD and they were up against Netflix. And I remember I had Blockbuster Online because I already had my Blockbuster card and there was like a better deal. Yeah. And they just didn't, take the opportunity and now they do not exist and not only do they not exist they closed uh being like let's see a billion dollars in debt so they were a three billion dollar company and then they ended up having to shut down and had a billion dollars in debt how sad and now Netflix runs the world runs the world (laughs) and it could have been Blockbuster owning Netflix anyway
1: that no that's fascinating because it it is crazy just in our lifetime and I'm, I'm sure every generation has like some story of this but I also think our generation and even the one following us has seen this like crazy rapid change mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. like all of the physical copies of things like a VHS or a DVD and Blu-ray and all that stuff and I know that some they still make those but I'm just like we're so close to that even never like not being a thing at all anymore that yeah it's crazy like yeah. my kids don't think to the only way my kids know that things could sometimes come on a DVD is because we drive a minivan and yes. they put, and we've bought things like on purpose just to put in the minivan to play a whatever. But now right. they don't even care because they'll just want to be on the iPad. But it's like, otherwise there's no like, Oh, go pick out your
0: DVD no. or your
1: VHS to put it in the thing.
0: Yeah, it's true. Um, Do you, Oh, you know what? I just have to give one special shout out to a specific movie and then we can move right on. But so all those movies I was talking about now and then in Casper and these things with cute Devin Sawa and JTT and all these things were always like I was in love with a boy watching these movies. Mm-hmm. The first movie that made me fall in love with a man. Tell was me. Armageddon.
1: Armageddon? Really? Yes. I was nine okay. years
0: old when it came out. Um, Shoot. I think it was actually 10. I think it was 97. I was going to say, OK. this okay. I would have been 10. It was the summer of my 10th year. Interesting. And uh, man, I saw 25 year old Ben Affleck and... I never 25. went back he was 25 oh then. this is
1: when for the listeners
0: this is an obsession
1: <laughs> I don't know if I should call it, it obsession
0: no it's fine you can
1: it, it's like I feel like my one of my first significant things I would think about when I think about Tiffany is her love of Ben Affleck oh, because yes. I also didn't understand it like <laughs> don't get me wrong he's great but I, I always was like you know he's cute He's And she was fine. just like, yeah, and she was just like, oh, no, he's he's fine. And I, I'm like, I, I don't get it.
0: Oh, well, I love a pretty boy to begin no, with. Yeah,
1: he's very handsome. Like, oh. Very he's very boy next door, like good. Very good looking. Oh, my God. But I don't I don't. Yeah. he's
0: special I will show you a photo shoot he did when he was 25 later <laughs> which now sounds weird because I'm 32 and like uncomfortable but he has this whole uh, photo shoot with like Marlboros and like yeah. which is gross but not in this photo shoot mm-hmm. not gross at all yeah <laughs> and he was just the most ripped he ever was in his entire life which is not a thing for me even yeah but um I don't even care about that but he just looked good and all the pictures are in black and white anyway 10-year-old Wait, Tiffany how- fell in love with a man did you see that you were allowed to see this movie yeah, so what it was, was we were living in Key West and they had this whole summer program in between mm-hmm. um, school where the movie theater ran like $1 movies or something. I don't yeah. know what they cost. They were extremely inexpensive um, all day. Okay. So it almost became like a babysitter for a lot of us yeah. in between school. So we would go to the movies and we would watch movies Over and over and over again because they were so inexpensive. Yeah. And it was just somewhere our parents knew we would be. And I saw Armageddon that summer like nine or ten times.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: But what a great film. Yeah. And it was a great movie. (laughs) It's actually still quite, uh, like it does actually hold up aside from everything else. It's funny. It's got heart. It's all these things too. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a great, great movie. So I just had special shouts.
1: um, To... Mr. Ben.
0: Oh, my God. Hit me up, honey. <laughs> I mean, you're gross, it, like, in the terms of cheating, but otherwise, yes. <laughs> you're great. Um, You know, a thing, though, was I didn't... There was a lot of movies I didn't see as a child that I probably should have. Yeah. That um, everybody was like, oh, my gosh, I grew up with this. It's so amazing. It's so good. And I didn't see it until I was, like, 22. Yeah. Um, And I... It's really hard to see those movies as an adult, in my opinion, because you don't have the nostalgia attached to them. I and agree. Lots of them turns out they suck. I agree. I I do agree. You do. Yes. Well, do you have a spe- like any specific ones like that where you didn't see it until you were an adult?
1: Um. Okay. So I I don't I don't I will say I don't have one that I saw later that I think sucked. I just mostly feel like it was fine. Like for example, I didn't see. Princess Bride
0: uh, until
1: way later, like it was in college. Yeah, and I mean it's it's not bad. Yeah, but everybody's like, "Oh my God, you right. haven't seen Princess Bride?" So it's just it's like anything now. You hype it up and yep. like that. I didn't see the Goonies until that's was, my number one. Yeah, later I didn't see it either until in college, and I was like, "Cool."
0: It was guys. It's bad.
1: <laughs> it's yeah
0: it's not good like it sucks yeah the i didn't i couldn't are, even tell
1: you about it because i was like half paying attention i was like i'm not into this. that's
0: the biggest <laughs> problem is that the storyline sucks the yeah. kids are fine little actors and all this and there's adventure and all these things but man it really does suck it's not a good movie yeah and i uh, rotten tomatoes does not agree with me what do is, you want to give a guess what it say, what they say it is
1: uh, we're guessing like what rotten tomatoes versus like audience yeah um well, based on what you just said, uh, uh, 65.
0: 71. Not a bad oh, guess. Oh, that's not... That's not the, yep. Okay. It is certified fresh and the audience score is 91%.
1: Really? Ugh.
0: I mean, I just... I have not ever it understood me. it. It's, yeah.
1: Like it was one... Several of our friends, I feel like there there was like something... Especially Was there like boys. a musical or something? Or there was Did something they? that came around where... I don't know what it was. Where Maybe it was something in LA where they were just like... Playing at the Hollywood Cemetery or something special, and everyone okay. was like, oh my God, we have to go to that. And I'm like, yeah. Can't sure for socialization yeah <laughs> cool I'll be there but don't care about Will the my friends
0: be there I know <laughs> I didn't see E.T. as a kid either and oh, really both of those movies uh they to be fair they were from the like early and mid 80s yeah so they're not from like you know they weren't out when we were going to the movies yeah. we had already been you know we hadn't been born yet or whatever but still it wasn't something we were re-watching but I didn't see E.T. until I was like 21 oh, and wow. that one I thought was a little better than Goonies
1: yeah, I, like, I just okay. Yeah, I I think I saw E. T. as like a teenager at some point, but yeah, yeah, it was. I still feel like I mean we watched that not long ago, with the kids, and it's like I mean yeah, it's an eighties movie, and I yeah. like how there's just I feel like those movies are. To summarize them, it's like we just jump time and there's like no explanation. Like, we're not going to explain how right. they get to the, the house and all of a sudden there's just like a million tent set up and like all this equi- I just love how they're like, yeah, no, we're just accepting this is what we do.
0: Completely suspending but disbelief all the time. 100%. That movie, you want to guess what it has on Rotten Tomatoes? 85. 98. No, Isn't that crazy? 98?
1: I mean, I like E.T., but it's great, but like
0: that's so high.
1: It's it's like the- they don't
0: care about the tents, apparently. They don't yeah. care about <laughs> them just showing up out of nowhere. A little Drew
1: Barrymore. Oh, my uh, goodness. But
0: um, there. I think there's also like the flip side thing where there's movies you didn't see as a kid and then you see them as an adult for the first time. And you're like, yeah, what were you guys talking about? And then there's the ones that you saw as a kid but don't see again until you're an adult. And you're like, oh, man, either it did hold up or it just wasn't what you thought anymore. Yeah.
1: I have I having kids I have a couple of those I
0: bet um, what are some of that is it things that like you sat down and watched with them and yes. you're like oh tell me tell me oh
1: there was one very recently where I was so Curtis and I were very excited because this was for some reason like a very significant one for us was Free Willy <gasps> oh yeah like
0: oh yeah <laughs>
1: and I don't know. My sister and I were, like, obsessed with these movies. I don't know what it was about them, but, like, loved 1, 2, and 3. Those were um, very adventurous
0: movies. Yeah.
1: Loved them and watched them over and over again. And so my daughter's really into sort of any marine biology sort of stuff. And so we were trying to, you know, we were like, we should have a movie night and let's watch Free Willy. And we did make it through it, but it's like, man, it's just, it's really slow um, story is just fine. It it feels like it should be like a half hour, mo- like yeah. Oh, it's just it just takes a long time, and it's just funny because that would never pass today in terms of pacing and like it just. I I feel like slow is just like the only way to describe it. It feels very slow and like
0: I wonder why it like um hooked us as children.
1: I don't know, because you, you would think our attention span would be short.
0: I did. I don't have as clear of a memory of it yeah. as you do, but I absolutely remember it, and yeah. we watched it in school a lot. I feel like,
1: yeah, I don't know what it was about that, and like I think we had a couple sets of those movies where, you know, we had the VHS tapes, and we'd go pick it off the little wall of you know what we wanted to watch that day or whatever. And I don't know something about. I feel like it, partly the music I loved, but and the the kids watched it. But I could tell they were, like, I mean, they're eight and six, and they were so fidgety. Like, they were just, like, dying to kind of move around and jump around, and usually they can sit through a movie, and you could yeah. just tell they weren't as into it. Yeah. Um, I think that's my, like, I'd say that's probably my biggest one. My, my only other one that I would say, I'm not saying that it's bad, so, again, don't at me when I say this, <laughs> but when we have re- just rewatched Home Alone with the Kids... <gasps> I'm not, no, no, I'm not saying it's bad. <gasps> Everybody, I'm not saying it's bad.
0: <laughs> what are you saying? What I'm
1: about to say is, like, what's interesting is seeing it as a parent. Like, I remember just this movie just being, like, hilarious, and it's funny, but as a parent now with kids, and I'm not even super sensitive, like, we take our kids to see a bunch of movies and watch those superhero movies with them, but I was, like, surprised at how, like, maybe this is the physics major in me, where I'm, like, Every single thing that's <laughs> happening to these guys, they should die 99% of the time. No doubt. And I'm just like, they're so violent. The, and <laughs> it just in the sense of like, wow, yeah. like not super entertaining. The kids had a There's great time. There's so much fire. But I felt like the Yeah, I felt like my kids were kind of like trying to decide whether they should laugh or not just because you don't. I think you also just don't see that as much. Anymore. The slapstick thing. Yeah. That's it's, not something no, you see no. so much anymore. So they don't, they're like, they're hurt. Yeah. Oh,
0: uh, right. Yeah. They don't even have like, Ameri- I mean, maybe they still make that show America's Funniest Home Videos, but yeah. it's not a thing families are sitting around watching together anymore. No. You know? No.
1: And if anything, like, I will try not to tangent too much on this, but speaking of America's next, uh, Funniest Home Videos, like I have tried to show them like, like Curtis and I used to sit for forever on YouTube and be like all these yes. kids just doing crazy stuff and like falling over and I've showed the kids and it makes sense, I guess. But they're like, don't think it's that funny because they're getting hurt. So, like, they're like, why do I want to watch kids hurting themselves? And I'm like, but it's hilarious. Yeah. I,
0: like, (laughs) I'm confused as to
1: why they're not laughing. It's like, I think the certain ones, they'll think it's funny. But then over and over again, they're just kind of like. Yeah. Like, why do you think this is funny that this kid fell on (laughs) his head? And I'm like, I haven't. I don't know. I mean, it's hilarious. Do you
0: follow Kook Slams? Which Kook Slams is a term. um, I believe it originated with surfers. Uh, And so a lot of the things on Kook Slams are people just getting like wiped out in the water, but it's all kinds of stuff. It's not just that, but it's very America's funniest home videos um, esque. It's great. Yeah. Um, But a couple of movies that I have rewatched as an adult. Okay, so here's one that I didn't just rewatch as an adult. I watched this movie as a child was obsessed, and I've watched it all through my life. So I watched it again as a teenager, as a young adult, as an adult. I watch it now. And to me, I cannot possibly understand this, but there are people in this world who say that Hook is a bad movie.
1: No. Hook is great.
0: Hook is unbelievable. It has to me stood the test of time it has heart it has great acting it has adventure it has love it has yeah you know it even like respects um the role of adult like the elderly Mm -hmm. in the storyline which you don't see very much it's a gd perfect movie it is
1: oh i that's one that i've definitely watched as an adult and been like this stands up
0: it's it's amazing yeah and it's one of the like It's Taylor's oldest time. It's Peter Pan. Yeah, and um, it has Rufio. (laughs) So good, you're doing it, Peter.
1: Oh my god, you're using
0: your imagination.
1: Which we both met Rufio in person. Also,
0: he's a sweet man. He's a sweet, (laughs) sweet man. Do you want to give a guess on this of what it is rated? And I obviously have like... I feel like I'm going to be happy. It, it's really upsetting. But tell me what you think, um, knowing that I'm telling you basically that it's, it's bad. upsetting. What do you think it's rated on Rotten Tomatoes? 55. Are you ready to be in pain? Oh, no. 26. No.
1: 26 Rotten Tomatoes.
0: There's just something wrong with people. There's something wrong with people. It does have an Where's audience score. your imagination?
1: Score. <gasps> you just want to grow up. Exactly. Those are just
0: <laughs> adult assholes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it has an audience score of 76, but even that shocks me. I think that it's is, very low.
1: It's Robin Williams. It's like
0: unbelievable. It's, it's and great. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. And, and Julia Roberts and uh maggie um maggie you know grandma maggie Maggie. (laughs) yeah which by the way i looked that up recently i believe uh i i should look this up and be sure but i'm pretty sure she was like 55 when she played that role oh wow which means that for our entire lives she was actually 90 our whole lives (laughs) she's been 90
1: i think i saw her in something else at some point where she oh was it harry potter
0: yeah yeah it was definitely harry potter
1: where i was like have you just always been the same yes. age forever?
0: She's been playing that age range for like 40 yeah. years. It's wild. She's spectacular. Amazing. Yeah. But that's just one that disappointed me. You guys are all wrong about it. Yes. And I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, clearly for some people, Hook is the worst movie they've ever seen. You're all wrong. But yes. do you have a worst movie you've actually ever seen? Um, like something that just pisses you off?
1: <laughs> I feel like this answer... Uh, the worst movie I've ever seen is called Chatterbox, and I pro- probably most hmm. of you have not heard of this. It's from the seventies, and I will okay. tell you why it is the worst movie <laughs> I've ever seen. I can't wait. Um, uh, a few years ago, I was doing some like assistant editor work for a friend named Johnny. Basically, he worked for MGM or, or some 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 company that they would take these old movies. It's a seventies movie, and they would. Um repackaged like a trailer for them. And so oh, I all I was doing this. was was watching these old movies that I had never seen. I'm, I'm gonna pull up the description of it here.
0: Um Spoiler alert, I just did and oh, my jaw is on the floor. I, oh,
1: girl. <laughs> Read it. Read okay. this. Um I will also say, Johnny, I don't know if you're gonna listen to any of this. I didn't have any like warning going into this, which is fine. <laughs> I wasn't like offended by what <laughs> I'm about to tell you about. But the description of this movie called Chatterbox came out in 1977. <laughs> It is. And this is all serious. This is somebody paid money to make this movie. It says, a young woman who works in a beauty salon discovers that her private parts can talk, which causes her no end of personal trouble despite (laughs) making her rich. So what this is saying is her vagina talks in the movie. You don't see it, but like it's it has a voice. So like the whole movie, she converses with her vagina.
0: Oh, does it only talk to
1: her? Um... You know what? I don't remember that, but I kind of feel like that's the oh, the oh case. my god. No, no. I, I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong, but I feel like it does talk, but it only because I feel like I remember there being a part where like she'll make the the, 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 the vagina vag? the the badge <laughs> the private parts will make a comment, and then the woman herself is like <gasps> trying to pretend like it wasn't her saying the thing she said.
0: Do they share a voice? Is it the same? Vo- no, it's a different. Oh, voice. interesting.
1: It was just. It was. I mean, and the one on the one hand, it was just. Hilariously terrible, but I just was like, I don't even i I didn't have words. I just was like, okay, I'm I'm doing making some edits of this and make a trailer for this. <laughs> but I will say that was definitely the worst movie I've ever that you've ever,
0: ever seen, and you seen. had to watch the whole and thing. And I had to watch the whole thing. with it. Yeah. Hysterical and just so you guys have a little more context on this it says it was 1977 it says that the genre is fantasy slash pornographic. (laughs) Did you see it talk?
1: No I feel like it doesn't no because I remember once I realized it was going there I'm like am I gonna see some no but I don't I don't remember that. Oh my god. It was very like no like very typically 70s looking. Right. No it always was just like had a voice, but not no.
0: That no. feels so risque for the time period. I'm shocked yeah. that they got something like that created. And Chatterbox is really funny. I'm going to start calling my badge my Chatterbox. <laughs> <laughs> Chatterbox, or at least yours. <laughs> I was so
1: I was so proud to work on that. but Wow! Uh, <laughs> well, yours
0: absolutely trumps mine. I do not have a great story well, I, to go with I wouldn't mine. <laughs> have.
1: It, I like. I would literally was sitting there going, "I don't know if I could think of one." And then I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I forgot about this!"
0: Hysterical. <laughs> so, what the, is yours? The worst movie I've ever seen was more recent. Um, well, it's not that recent, I guess. I don't know what year it was 2012 2013 I saw the movie bad teacher in the movie theater with um Cameron Diaz I was like who's in that and I believe with Justin Timberlake it was so bad I have never left a movie at the theater and asked for my money back until that movie interesting unless I had an emergency like yeah yeah by choice it was god awful shit
1: Man, that sucks. Is that it, the movie they met in like a It may have been. I think so. Yeah.
0: And like Justin Timberlake, too. Listen, dude, his acting, honestly, I think should be um, limited to comedy. Yeah. I don't. I am not a fan of Justin Timberlake doing serious roles. I think he was the worst part of uh, the social network.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I it's agree. It's just bad. Yeah, I love him, but like, I, I agree. love him. I, agree. I love
0: him. But anytime he does comedy, like, Justin Timberlake on SNL. Oh, he's killing! Yeah, but there's something inauthentic that I think is in his acting when he's playing pretending. Where you're like, oh, and that's not what you want to see an actor do. You don't want to see an actor where you feel like they're pretending. Yeah, and he feels like he's pretending. So anyway, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Demanded our money back when we left and walked right out. And yeah, uh, anyway, it's not even worth talking about. It was so bad. But I do. You know what? Now that I brought that up, though. I need to know if it performed better on Rotten Tomatoes than Hook, which is one of the greatest movies ever, ever. Let's see. Yes. Okay. Again, just to recap, Hook was 26%. Bad Teacher. Oh, it was 2011, by the way. It has a rating of, oh, this is an absolute travesty.
1: Oh, no. It's like 55. 44 You can't be better than Hook. No.
0: The audience score is 36%, which is more on par.
1: But that's interesting. Like, I feel like when they're swapped, what is it like when the Rotten Tomatoes is better than the audience? It's like, oh, it's because Justin Timberlake or somebody's in it. Right. Like,
0: okay, what is that? It's just very disappointing. And um, I'm now boycotting Rotten Tomatoes. Have you ever walked out of a movie? I mean, I've done it in, you know, like I said, emergencies in this really crappy movie. But yes,
1: Um, I've walked out. Yeah, I've walked out a couple from emergencies. Yeah, I feel like maybe one time something happened with like the kids or something. Uh, But my most significant memory of walking out of a movie was Gothica by with Halle Berry. This is not going to make sense to anybody because you'd be like, why would you walk out of this movie? Uh huh. Curtis and I were dating in high school. I don't remember what year this came up, but I would have been like 16, 17. We were on a date and we went into this movie and we were very, very religious and very like both leading worship and like.
0: Just doing it right. Just doing it
1: right. And we sat through about Mm -hmm. half of the movie and there was some kind of like demonic spiritual stuff that was happening in it. And we both just kept looking at each other, and felt like the spirit told us that we needed Aww. to leave, and so we left the movie. And but it's a it's one yeah. of those memories where like Curtis watched it again not that many years ago, and he's like, "This is so funny because it's just yeah, we felt so convicted at the time that we Aww. like felt so good about the fact that we walked
0: out of it." I do remember this movie. I had It's, to- like what thriller or something. Yeah, it's mystery, crime, psychological horror. Yeah. Um, so if anything, I mean, you don't like horror movies too. So if True. there's any of that feeling, I can understand your spirit feeling unsettled. Being like, I don't <laughs> think we should be watching this. Right. You know, okay. So the thing about these movies is, at least for me, I think there's a common thread of why they tug at me. So I guess in a roundabout way, what I'm trying to ask is, do you, what do you think makes a movie great? Like what are, what about these movies has made them stick with you? As opposed to you, because we've seen hundreds you know what I mean yeah. and there's certain ones that really stick with you in a certain way What are what is, is it,
1: it? Is it terrible to bounce it back at you if you feel like you have something
0: that, no not at all I, well, like, I'd I love think, to hear
1: what you because I feel like you have maybe something
0: yeah well for me like you said early on tonight that you are not a nostalgic person mm-hmm. and I am extremely nostalgic so anything in a movie that tugs at my heart shrinks in such a way where like the character is remembering mm-hmm. or the character has longing and things like that yeah. that Those movies stick with me the hardest. So that's like The Forrest Gump. That's like now and then. Even Armageddon. uh, Believe it or not, that movie is really emotional. Yeah. Like she's falling in love with somebody. So the girl's coming of age. But then, you know, she's having troubles with her dad. And like he, you know, all these people in her life might die. And the world is like in the balance. Mm -hmm. It's these things where there's like extreme longing extreme nostalgia for them that makes me resonate with a movie and they really stick with me.
1: Totally. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I can pinpoint like what, what specifically it is. I feel like for me it might be going back to different periods of time like, I needed something in that moment because, like, even when we you asked me what's one of you know, your favorite movie of all time, this might sound super cheesy, but, like, one that often pops up in my head but I, I usually tell myself to not say that because it sounds so dumb is, like, The Notebook, which is, like, the I've rom-com. been thinking about it
0: this whole time and haven't said anything about I, it because I, I was thinking it. childhood, but yeah, yes. Yeah,
1: but I, like, I know it's, like, a you know, the romantic movie, but there's just something so epic and beautiful Ugh. and, like...
0: It's unbelievable. It's such
1: a good movie and, like, the the chemistry i think you just don't see that that often where there was just like this true chemistry on screen yeah. and i don't know i just loved i watched that movie so many times and mm-hmm. loved that movie but it was you know for different periods of time like it's so dumb but like i remember in high school when finding nemo came out and i oh, loved that movie, movie. And i was like a high schooler and like i remember all of our friends like when it came out on DVD or something, we all, like, watched it in our living room with, like, 20 of my friends. And yeah. it, I don't know. There, I think it just... It, there's, like, these moments, which are probably... Not moments. Movies that are nostalgic for that period of time. And then... I have a hard time picking, like, you know, the, the thing of all time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just something feel-good. Like, I find the older that I get, the more I kind of desire just these, like, movies that make me... I leave just feeling good and, like... There's good in humanity, you know, but are interesting. And
0: yeah, I think, um, the oh, wow, the notebook. I've been thinking about it this whole time. And like I said, I didn't mention it because I've been focusing, I think, in my brain more on like childhood, but I would have been. I guess 17 when that came out mm-hmm. and saw it with my boyfriend and, in high school and um we saw that movie and we like made out like crazy in the car yeah. after <laughs> it was great and it's also I've read that book and mm. the movie is way better than the book oh I've and that's heard not that. usually the case I
1: didn't read the book but I've heard that I've yeah heard that until... yeah
0: Nicholas Sparks book yeah um and of all the Nicholas Sparks ada- adaptations um into movies which like every book he's ever written almost has been made the notebook is in my opinion the most quality. The rest are like Hallmark movies. Yeah I've
1: seen several just because I'm like oh it's because I think of The Notebook they're like oh the guy in the main notebook and it's like there's just there's not been another since then that I yeah can pinpoint Completely and I don't I'm agree. like maybe there's been some good stories but then just it, I think it was like the perfect culmination of the story and the actors and yeah. just like all of it it was just beautiful
0: oh they're so perfect yeah
1: <laughs> I know uh,
0: that was the era of Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams oh my was really just special yeah we're happy for him now too and yeah
1: her. <laughs> yes
0: happy for you all I it know. was a good time
1: I do miss them I wish they would make more like even like rom-coms, I miss. I feel like they don't really do that, that. Do those that much. Anymore. I know. Well,
0: speaking okay, so I do have to hit on that too. Like the Sleepless in Seattle's of the world, yeah, and Only You, which is like a lesser known of the time, but it's one of my favorite movies of all mm. time. Marissa Tomei, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. It's an it's an impeccable movie.
1: Yeah, there <laughs> just so many good. Uh, that was another era. There was like the era yes. of rom coms, and I'm like, what happened? What
0: happened?
1: Well, it became so jaded and stopped making rom coms.
0: I know they don't they don't make them anymore. Like, what's the what's the last rom com you saw that's from recent history?
1: I feel like the I saw one when I was getting my hair done one time, and she just put it on while she was doing my hair. It was like, crazy rich. It, it, Asians
0: oh yeah I guess that's what but, even, but yeah. even that
1: it's like which I know a lot are based it. on a movie or a book but just a straight up rom-com I haven't seen in a very long time oh uh,
0: like whatever happened to the father of the bride yeah like oh uh, those were the best
1: just like ones that even I could take Nadia to now where it's like oh it's just this cute like this kind Of fun story,
0: and I know, yeah, like the katherine Heigl and JLo era, yes, even though it was a leader, like so, many. so many, yeah. God bless her, she's killing it, yeah, um, she's been killing it forever,
1: or even just like 10 things I hate about you, yeah. or like
0: that's alive and well at Dry Bar, you can't go to Dry Bar without, without seeing, yeah, 10 things I hate it's about you and getting one. your hair done, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> is a good
0: one it's true um well all of these though the thing that's funny is i feel like a class entirely of its own which you were mentioning um before we were recording and you're absolutely right is like disney is just a standalone genre it is so what are like your top disney films from our from our childhood i mean inside out is from our adulthood and it's one of the best films ever made but pixar
1: happened exactly yeah. yeah um i'd probably say uh my three most significant ones were definitely like Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Um Little Mermaid and then Aladdin for me. Yeah. What about yeah. you?
0: Beauty and the Beast without a doubt. And then actually a really uh big one for me was Pocahontas. Really? I saw it in the theater when I was a kid with my grandmother and my mom. And that was just special and um I just love the music in Pocahontas. It was so great. Yeah. Um, I love Mulan.
1: <laughs> I love Mulan as well. I'm so excited so about great. the live action one. Yeah, I'm
0: excited about that. Some it's funny, some of the live actions I've been excited about and some I haven't. I was disappointed I in the Beauty and the Beast live action.
1: I was I now that you say that I have been mostly disappointed. Yeah. So I Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm excited about the Mulan one though for some reason too. I liked
1: Aladdin. Aladdin was like different. But I was okay with, like, the uh, liberties they took. Yeah. Did you see the I
0: haven't seen it, no. Yeah, I
1: was, I was like, yeah, I was satisfied with it. I was like, you took it, you did something a little, Mm -hmm. you kept it, you kept what was good about it, and, like, you made some adjustments based on the fact that it is live action. Right. And,
0: not a cartoon and um well that's what i want if they're going to remake them like i do want it to be different somehow cuz otherwise what's the point yes and i think you would say that about lion king it's like identical yes. right
1: don't at me but like <laughs> uh it's and okay i've had this argument with lots of people cuz several of our friends like really liked it and it was it's i've seen it since again and it is good like it's a i feel like if you didn't grow up with lion king like i can see why i mean it's it is good but It is almost a play-by-play minus, like, a tiny, minuscule Little Liberties. Mm -hmm. Like, we're talking tiny. Um, It's, like, shot for shot. The same movie, yeah. Only live action. It's not even live action. It's all like digital. It's still digital. Yeah. So it's just like like, cool,
0: a different form of animation. (laughs)
1: Exactly. So I'm like, it was. I mean, it's incredible what they're able to do. So I appreciate all of that, all the graphics. Yeah. I guess they can't
0: make actual lions talk yet. (laughs) No.
1: Yes. I get that. But I kind of thought. I guess. uh, Yeah. But it is interesting because I like. I loved Beauty and the Beast. I that one in the Little Mermaid. I rewatched over and over again. But it's so funny watching it. Like I remember watching them for the first time with Nadia, and just it's like the first time you've seen it as an adult and been like, "Wait a second, what is this story about?" Or oh like, yeah, just like it's very he strange. keeps her
0: prisoner, and yeah. then she falls in love with him. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah,
1: Stockholm syndrome. It's yeah. just yeah that and that part. I'm like, I'm not gonna. I I'm not uh, the parent that's like not gonna let them watch. The princess movies it's fine we all are gonna parent differently but for me it was not something I like shoved on Nadia I just kind of was like oh if you like there's ones I wanted to show her and then other ones that like we kind of went down that road and I don't have a big issue with with that because it's just like part of my history as well yeah um, but it is funny re-watching them with adult eyes and right
0: and like the yeah. underlying themes that we didn't even yeah, pick didn't, up on as a kid.
1: Had no idea. It's, it's like, like what I meant castle. about the Home Alone thing too. Where <laughs> yeah. I'm like I love Home Alone. still love it. But it was just so funny re-watching them and going man like I, this this would never have like it's just so unbelievable. Which is part of what's fun about it.
0: <laughs> oh well this has been illuminating Brittany.
1: It's been fun. It's like it's good. You know I think part of. What we want you guys to experience on this podcast is we're going to be talking about everything from when the hell did we discover our bodies or however, whatever the title of that was and, you know, lots of deep things to come, but also talk about pop culture. And I know we touched on it with like the Bachelor and things at the end of the episode, but I think it's a fun thing to just, you know, talk yeah. about as a main topic as well.
0: Yeah, the fun the fun side of life. Yeah, not always the deep side of life, um, because as it turns out, we might be more shallow than we let on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't know. Um, So do you want to hear my top three? I'm dying to know. OK, because I have things to talk to you about. Yes. All right. So we introduced you several weeks ago to Tank's Good News. Brittany did. Yes. He has a new page that he just released. Oh, I don't know have about you? This. He has multiple, but this is one of his newest ones. It already has like 80,000 followers. It's called Influencers in the Wild.
1: Oh, I'm excited it's about this! It's so <laughs> funny, guys. So you have to
0: go to Instagram, look up Influencers in the Wild underscore, um, and what it says as like the profile on it it says a new page by Tink's good news celebrating content culture so what it is is it's like the behind the scenes of people in the wild trying to capture that perfect shot oh so it'll be somebody oh it's so <laughs> funny like somebody in their underwear on like the streets of LA um with the person the camera trying to get the picture like from you know a random yeah. third party's perspective and the person trying to you know, nail the handstand on the Brooklyn Bridge and it's like not going well. And um, it's really funny. I'm
1: excited. I'm definitely going to go follow.
0: This. It's a great <laughs> follow. Highly recommend. And what it does, I think, is it's not about laughing at people because let's be honest, most of us at some point have been like, take this picture. We yes. do it for a friend or whatever. So we have those moments too. But I think it's just acknowledging the...
1: Kind of the ridiculousness, the ridiculousness too. Yeah,
0: of yeah. the things that we'll do just to capture a picture, and so I think it's just it's bringing humanity back to yeah. the perfect Instagram feed. Yeah,
1: reminding everybody that like nobody lives that Instagram lifestyle of the influencers that
0: people right. follow. It's like it's not real real life. Right, like those, it, it, and I'm not gonna say nobody ever has a candid that just like they nail, but it's not the norm. No. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway great follow you gotta check yeah, it out that's number one that's this a week great one number uh two I'm actually gonna switch up the order on this okay this is breaking my heart okay I was talking with somebody the other night and they're like what are you watching and I was like you know I feel like a lot of the shows I like either ended or in between right now I was like I can't wait for Mindhunter to come back mm-hmm. it might not come back really and let me tell you why David Fincher has other projects that he's interested in doing which is fine but he wants to focus on them right now. So he released all the cast from their contracts. What? So it's not like a done deal. But, but that is. show is so spectacularly well done. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with Mindhunter, it's had two seasons Absolutely must watch if you're interested in true crime at all because it is a scripted show, but it's based on the life and experiences of the man in the FBI who developed um profiling yeah so the guy who came up with like you know the psychology behind serial killers and all this stuff and mm-hmm. studied them and um interviewed them and so part of the show it is scripted but then there are parts of the show that are completely lifted from his conversations with these serial killers with you know Ted Bundy and with yeah um uh ed kemper yeah yeah, yeah. uh and it's their actual exchanges fascinating so well done and then entire the entire season two is all about the uh atlanta child abductions um when there was just a rash of children um, african-american children who went missing in the 80s so well done yeah and the acting is spectacular it's great it's so good and david fincher is just a god And I'm so disappointed. And I need this not to be a thing. Yeah. I did not
1: know that. I hadn't heard about that. (sighs) I saw it today. That is. I mean, I (laughs) hope that's not true.
0: I know. The top three can't always be happy, y'all. Oh, anyway, that's what's going on. So write a letter to your senators. Yeah. Definitely
1: (laughs) check it out, though. It's worth. I mean, even if it does go away, which would be sad, it's very it's worth your time, especially if you're into anything true
0: crime. Very, very, very well done. Check it out for sure. And number three this week mm-hmm. is um, according to Wired UK, we have digital etiquette rules that some of us are following, but not enough. Okay.
1: And they I'm released- sure I'm a part of the not enough. <laughs> no, I don't think
0: so. I think because here's the thing. If you have certain... Um, Manners and behaviors in real life. A lot of these would carry over naturally if you're good at it in real life. Some of them, however, are still shocking. So they released a thread on Twitter educating us all and let us educate you.
1: We can't wait. <laughs>
0: so the first thing says number one, never leave a voicemail. It says, callers tend to talk too long, wasting precious time. Better drop an email or send a text message instead. And I agree.
1: I agree. Do Efficiency. not leave a voicemail.
0: Efficiency unless it's an emergency. Yep.
1: It's weird how just at some point, and I know it's a gradual thing, but at some point we just accepted that this is the case. But I like 100% agree. But even like with my parents, I used to always be like, hey, just checking in. Da, 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 da. And now I'm like, oh, I don't leave a voicemail. Yeah. You saw I, You missed a call.
0: I right. called. The <laughs> only, yeah, the only people I leave voicemails for probably are like my parents. Yeah um because especially my dad because my dad doesn't text message yeah so i'm like he it's still like a different era for him that's (laughs) true he still has a flip phone with a t9 that makes sense that
1: makes sense. right
0: but i agree anybody else not okay um so this one i've actually had in the past couple years made a reversal on but this one says punctuation can cause problems period they're being cute kind of have to read it uh believe it or not but periods and exclamation points and text messages can appear to come across as angry so it used to be for me that I would never use a period in a text message and so uh, I started dating Josh and it drove him insane he's like it's so rude that people don't use periods and I'm like I think it's rude to use a period because it feels very forceful Mm -hmm. so I've picked up using periods in the last few years again but a lot of people don't yeah so I don't know how do you feel about that one
1: um, well, I do use periods, so yeah. <laughs> if you're a friend and have ever been offended, it's just because z- you hit the space and then it just yeah. made the period. Well, especially well, in going. the middle of a
0: paragraph, but I think like ending your entire, like say you write a paragraph, obviously like, you have boom. to have them in the middle, but you end it with it that yeah. can feel forced. I mean I,
1: I tend to use more exclamation marks than periods because I'd rather just be like oh I'm excited and don't think I'm mad. Right. But I, I mean I use the same. I feel like if you're my close friends I, you know I'll do a lot of the like sounds good period. Right. But I don't mean like sounds good. Like I'm pissed. You're like sounds good. I'm like yeah sounds good. <laughs> but I, I, yeah I think it I think there's something to it. Wait so they're saying to use it or
0: not they're saying don't use it because if you do use it it comes across like angry so which I used to feel that way they
1: want you to use an exclamation mark
0: they want you to use nothing
1: oh I don't know how I feel about that
0: like if it's one sentence or it's the end of a whole paragraph you obviously have to use stuff in the middle you just leave it and I do that a lot look at our thread and I'll leave it open sometimes I'm I'm
1: gonna pick this up right now because I don't know if I've ever noticed that
0: And you, like I said, my wallet must be at home. Mission failed. See you soon. No period at the very end. Oh, I don't. I. Unless it's a question, then you have to put it. But look, look at like all my texts to you. They're in the middle, but they're not at the very end. Isn't that funny? Look at
1: most of my texts. They always have something. (laughs) Oh, not always. That's that's not true. Not always.
0: Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Um, Okay, I will
1: say none of it has been intentional. Interesting. Um, okay, Okay, so
0: there's several more of these, but the one I'll end on is... This one I am not on the same page with, and I will tell you why, but it says to schedule all of your calls, even those with your friends. It says nowadays some consider a surprise phone call to be rude. It's better to check in another way before you dial.
1: I feel very torn about this.
0: Yeah, I'm not on board with that, but I do think that FaceTiming without texting first is rude. I agree. I think I, it's strange. I don't,
1: I'm wondering if this is like a generational thing because like, I feel like I've heard my brother talk. To his friend on FaceTime, but like, I don't, I don't talk to any friend on FaceTime and and maybe that's weird. I don't know
0: yeah I don't talk to friends on FaceTime so much without a schedule like I have friends in Florida that we intentionally are like let's FaceTime and the thing the reason we do that is because we know it's gonna be two hours yeah we sit we settle in together like how you and I would on a weeknight hanging out Mm -hmm. and that's its own thing but I don't want to get a FaceTime when I'm like sitting on the toilet FaceTime I just I feel almost like I have to be prepared for it in a different way from a phone call even because I would just put a phone call on speaker yeah where a FaceTime you feel like you got to put it in front of your face
1: I definitely agree I would want to I would want to have a head up, or it's like just gonna get rejected, and then I will be like, Hey, I need a few minutes. But yeah, I feel like even now, though, with calling people, I have no problem with anybody calling me out of the blue. But I do feel like I've become more sensitive to people. Like, if we don't talk often, I think if I call, they're gonna think it's like an emergency. So mm-hmm. then, like, I feel like I have to say, Hey, I'm I don't know, like give them a heads up that if they're busy, they don't have to take it. I was just going to call and check in or something. So I will do that like sometimes with my sister-in-law and be like, hey, do you have a few minutes? Love to catch up because that also means it might be a long talk. So I'd rather just like not play phone tag a million times. Totally.
0: Anyway, just very interesting thing. I do think that there is such a thing to digital etiquette. I think that it's something to be mindful of. And yeah, but um, what we'll do is link to this list. In the description box, um, and also we'll link to influencers in the wild. You have to check that out. Yes, and Mindhunter, Hunter, uh, maybe we'll link, maybe we won't. It's going to be a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, check those things out. Be be, you know, on your best behavior when you're texting people. Yep. Uh, and across just the internet as a whole and let us know what movies we missed from the 90s in this conversation yeah. i mean there's plenty so many i mean it's hard to pick brave little toaster are you kidding me oh yeah <laughs> like yeah maybe that was the 80s who knows but um we want to hear yeah what are the movies that made an impact on you guys and why yeah you know maybe ours are me. different
1: because of our upbringing and yours are different because of yours or maybe it has nothing to do with it at all totally but, yeah, yeah let us know yeah But thank you for tuning in for episode five and we can't wait to hear from you guys and talk to you guys next week. Oh, and next week. Oh, yeah. We are going to be talking about something very fun and very (laughs) deep, (laughs) Uh, which is, do we know what we're
0: calling it? Um, I, I I think, why the hell did we get married so young? Yeah, I think that's probably, yeah. (laughs) Why the hell did we get married so young?
1: So, stay tuned if you want to check that out. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, it's going to be a good topic.
0: It it will be. And, you know, why the hell did we get married to other people so young? Because as far as I know, we're not married yet, Brittany, even though it's something we talked about. That's true.
1: (laughs) Good. This is why we need periods and commas. In
0: all sorts of punctuation. I, maybe, yeah. maybe the question has to be, why the hell did we both get married at 20? That's Doesn't a little it better. it still
1: sound like we got married to each other?
0: It's a little bit. It sounds a little less like that. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, who wants to name our next episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we'll figure it out. And yes. uh, we'll have it up in a week, y'all. So. Can't wait.
1: <laughs> so check it out. And uh, keep following us on all the social medias. And yeah, thank you again. See you soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye.